For Arizona Public Media, I'm Tim Swindle, Director of the University of Arizona's Lunar and Planetary Laboratory, and this is Arizona Science. Joining me today is Diane Thompson, an Assistant Professor of Geosciences at the University of Arizona, and next week's speaker in the Arizona Science Lecture Series. Welcome, Diane. It's a pleasure to be here. What's the main thing that you'll be focusing on in your talk for the lecture series? The importance of the oceans. I think we take for granted the oceans and the role here, even in the desert southwest, of really giving us the water that we drink every day and, and really uh, modulating or controlling our climate from day to day and from year to year. And what are the techniques that you use to study what's going on in the ocean? Yeah, believe it or not, we use corals. Um, many people here in, in Arizona, in the uh, University of Arizona, are familiar with the um, Tree Ring Laboratory. And like trees, corals are oceans historians, as we like to call them. So like trees, they grow in these annual growth bands, and we can actually use information that is stored in those bands to tell us about the ocean conditions at the time that coral grew. Um, and when we piece together enough of these corals, we get enough snapshots of past climate, and we can understand how the Earth's oceans have evolved. And that gives us a better sense for how they'll continue to evolve today and into the future. When you're studying trees, you're studying a single tree that has lived for X hundred years, but a coral reef is actually a whole bunch of different organisms. How long do those individual organisms live and how long does the reef as a whole live? Really, like trees, we sample many corals to get a, a snapshot, many snapshots of, of past climate. And so individual colonies, we call them because they're actually colonial organisms. So many animals living together. Um, will grow, um, the largest ones will probably grow a few hundred years at the most. And so we really get up to 300 years of climate information um, from each coral. And we, we piece together many of these corals, some of which are growing uh, underwater, um, uh, still on the reef. Others we actually sample in super awkward positions in the trees or on the beach because they've been thrown up on the beach by storms and give us information from the previous time when they used to live underwater. You're the director of marine research at Biosphere 2. A big glass structure in the middle of the desert seems like an unlikely place to study coral reefs. What kinds of things are you able to do there? What we're really doing at the Biosphere 2 is taking the work that I've done and the work that many coral reef um, scientists all over the world have done to understand how our evolution of our ocean conditions, how um, you know uh, climate changes over time really impact the health and function of coral reef ecosystems. And so we understand those processes quite well. And we're trying to now apply those processes to our, that understanding to develop solutions for future coral reef resilience. So for example, my work, we've learned that, um, and I'll talk about this in the talk, that in areas in the Pacific where corals are frequently hit by stress, as you might expect, they do better during these sort of global scale stress events. Um, and so we can apply that knowledge to actually stress hardening corals to make them a bit more resistant to those events um, when they continue to occur more and more frequently with climate change in the future. And what kind of stresses are you talking about? The two major threats to coral reefs, although there are many, um, have to do with human-induced climate change, burning fossil fuels and adding greenhouse gases to our atmosphere. First of all, it's warming our oceans. Uh, and second of all, oceans are taking up much of that heat. 
And actually much of those greenhouse gases, so carbon dioxide is being absorbed by our oceans. Unfortunately, that has a hidden cost and that's something you've heard of called ocean acidification. So our oceans are getting warmer and more acidic. Um, and both of those have had really detrimental effects on coral reefs. The number one sort of message I sort of conclude in my talk is we really need to continue to double down on efforts to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. And in the meantime, um, what we're doing at the Biosphere 2 and really brilliant scientists all over the world are, like I said, applying this knowledge to try to develop some solutions to buy corals some time. Well, thank you and good luck with it and good luck with your talk. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. This is Tim Swindle, and this has been Arizona Science. Our guest today has been Diane Thompson, a geoscientist who studies coral reefs and next Thursday's speaker in the Arizona Science Lecture Series. You can also listen to this and other Arizona Science segments by going to the Arizona Public Media website at azpm.org.